The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 359 of the Spanish Announce Table, and we had one of the funnest uh, weekends and weeks of pro wrestling we've had in, a, uh, in you know, I mean, not a long, long time. I think we've had some fun weekends recently with AEW, but they put on full gear. We're going to talk a lot about that this week. We're going to talk about some Survivor Series is coming up. I'm going to predict. We have to. We're yeah. going to. We're Guess gonna what's fill gonna some happen. time <laughs> by making a better show than what they're gonna give you. That's probably what we're gonna do. Ooh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, we're gonna just get into all kinds of fun, zany stuff about pro wrestling. That's what we do here at the Spanish Announce Table. Tim and Tom over here, and we sometimes we like to kick this off with some news, keep you up to date, up to speed. Yeah, but there was nothing. There well, really here. wasn't anything yeah, worth it. Yeah, you know, and, and sometimes, hey, no news is good news, right? Like, we don't have some bad news to share with you, and that's a plus. So it can be a positive that there's nothing crazy happening in this wacky world. Uh, but before we get into Tweet the Tables and all the fun stuff, Tim, you mentioned Full Gear was this past weekend. I know you watched. Uh, tell me about the experience before we really break it down with, you know, Tweet the Tables and things like that. What did you like about it? How did you... Uh, consume this four-hour pay-per-view. What was your uh, what was I your consumed reaction? it in some chunks on the fight app, um, and it got you know it's just excited. I, I I love that they deliver on things when it's not you can't necessarily always expect it, right? They throw you some curveballs, but they don't just outright not deliver for the sake of not delivering, right? Um, they know how to capture a moment. They know how to really kind of hone that crowd in. Even if it, even if we're saying AEW is just a hardcore niche crowd, they know how to capture it, and they do it so well. And you leave with a smile at the end of these events almost every time. Definitely. What about you? So I really enjoyed AEW Full Gear 2021. I got in my very comfortable uh, Lazy Boy chair, got all situated and comfortable, started viewing the festivities but before i did i got my favorite bag of chips right here guys barbecue potato chips Dude, fun fact chips. well fun fact about guys they created the barbecue potato chips so if you're wanting to taste the greatest the originator none greater guys bar- barbecue potato chips right here uh open these bad that. boys up. invented the barbecue mm-hmm. flavored potato chip so Look, everybody else is a poser. Everybody else is a pretender. Everybody else is a wannabe. Yes, everybody indeed. else is is early Mickey James trying to be Trish Stratus. There you go. Yes, that is a great analogy for pro wrestling fans. But yeah, opened up these bad boys. Uh, got some chips going. Uh, went all the way from MJF to Darby Allen, all the way to the crowning of the new AEW heavyweight champion, Hangman Adam Page. Oh, my goodness. I tell you what. Look at this right here. Does it get any better combination than these two right here? Guys, barbecue potato chips and hangman Adam Page. I don't think so. Virginia is for lovers and guys. Potato chips are for wrestling fans. There you go. So let's get into yes. uh, the the uh, hashtag tweet the table. I want to hear from <sighs> Table Nation. Yeah. You guys. So what Tom you women, is referencing, if you're you. new, if you're new, what Tom is referencing is we like to treat this like the bar. So like we said, if there's no news, you're not going to the bar and talking with your friends about news, right? 
Mm -hmm. So what do you want to talk about? And we want to talk about what you want to talk about. And you do that, you tell us by using hashtag tweet the table. We've got several of them right here. Tom, you ready? Yes, I am. (laughs) Katie First Lady says, excellent AEW full gear show. Some great long-term storytelling. I would give the slight edge to AEW all out as the better show. I enjoyed it overall. Both great shows. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, and what home runs AEW is hitting this year. You know, we had arguably the greatest pay-per-view of all time. At least it's in the conversation with All Out when you had the debut of Brian Danielson. You had the debut of uh, Adam Cole. You had the awesome matches uh, where the return of CM Punk, uh, the main event with Kenny Omega versus Christian was great. I mean, that card, top to bottom, I don't know if you get much better. But with Full Gear, they had their own great, you know, memorable moments. As we just mentioned, Darby Allen versus MJF, which kicked off the show. You had Eddie Kingston, CM Punk. Uh, and then you had this main event of Hangman versus Kenny Omega. Fantastic show. Uh, the only criticism I would give with this one is, as we mentioned with All Out, one of the moments was a promo, a, you know, other than wrestling type of presentation where the elite came in and was talking about how they're the greatest. Then Adam Cole comes in, then Brian Danielson comes in, right? With this show, it was a lot of the same note, right? It was wrestling, 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 wrestling. And pro wrestling's great. Obviously, we love it. But as I mentioned before we recorded, wrestling has too much variety for you to play one note. And I felt like that was my only criticism is it was so much in-ring action that there was no promos. There was no, I mean, you got Jay Lethal as a new signing and that was great, but that was what, two and a half minutes, three, you know, it wasn't yeah, even long enough it was to, quick. That yeah, was it, was, real drive it wasn't by. even long yeah. enough. Uh, I don't even think it was long enough to be a YouTube short. He just it came was, out and <laughs> kind of like waved to the crowd, right? A little like. Well, right, he waved to I'm the out. crowd. Then he said, hey, I want to challenge Sammy Guevara. Right. Sammy said, let's yep. do it. And then that was it. You know, so um, as great of a moment as that was, and it was really cool to see Jay Lethal in AEW. Uh, yeah, I wish there was a little bit more backstage pull aparts, promos backstage or in the ring, something to give me some variety, because, again, pro wrestling can provide that for you. Other than just amazing in-ring action, because, like I said, then it just becomes like you know, we could do some other things here. So that would be my only criticism. But again, it was a fantastic show. All right. So use hashtag tweet table. Tell us what you thought of it. And maybe we'll read it right here next week too. So let's get back to the folks here at devil. Vamp says the moment between CM Punk and MJF was just perfect. Whoever wrote that segment is a fucking genius. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, so this happened on Dynamite, not Full Gear. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what tweet tables we got because I don't like to read them because I like mm-hmm, to give you my mm-hmm. genuine hot reaction right off the top of my dome. Yep. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to talk about CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, but no, before let's talk we about get, to, yeah. So before we get to CM Punk, MJF, which was a very fun segment, we had, in my opinion, the match of the night at Full Gear: CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Tim. Let me just pose a question to you and just let your mind be blown here. If I were to tell you at the start of 2021 that we are going to see in AEW on consecutive nights, 
CM Punk get a 50-50 reaction, and then the next night, Brian Danielson getting a heel reaction uh, on, on Dynamite. Just think of that. They're the two most popular wrestlers going today, and Brian Danielson's was on purpose, but with CM Punk, and this is where I want to like kind of hone in on, Eddie Kingston made you say, like, hey, CM Punk's great, but over here, we're 5150. We're Eddie Kingston. We're Mad King over on this side. I tell you what, how much fun was this match? Yeah, Eddie King is, I mean, that's my guy, right? Like, you're going to ride for Eddie Kingston. He is like the Nick Gage of AEW, I feel like. Oh, yeah. And and the thing is, is, you know, he's such a great everyday pro wrestler where you can put him at any spot you want to kick off the show. Hey, that's what we did at All Out. He kicked off the show and wrestled Miro for the TNT Championship. Now we got him taking on CM Punk at full gear. There's an elevated spot from going from Miro to CM Punk, but this one wasn't for a title. You want him then the next night to try to put over 2.0 and Daniel Garcia? He's going to do that too. So it's you can plug and play in the best possible way with Eddie Kingston. Any part of the card that you need something, you put him in. And I think because we know that, and as you mentioned, AEW kind of plays to the hardcore crowd. We just respect the shit out of Eddie Kingston. So I don't think that crowd was booing CM Punk. It's just when you rank, like, who's your favorite? I think Eddie Kingston is just a little higher. Again, not to say that CM Punk is bad. It's just we're we're 5150. We like to talk a lot on the Spanish announce table about storytelling and its importance in professional wrestling. And this is why Eddie Kingston got the crowd reaction advantage over CM Punk is because he was wholly more relatable in this story. He's the guy who was sneered at by the guy who's now a star and everybody loves him, but is like, no, I remember you being a dick mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. and here you are again. Everybody loves you, but like nobody knows you like I know you and I, man, we can all relate to somebody like that in our lives, right? Most of us can't relate to being that person necessarily right i mean maybe a lot of us can but you know what i mean like it's it, so oh, yeah of course you're not paying attention if you're not now like eddie kingston's got a witness right like i want eddie kingston well you could be a big cm punk fan we have those here on, on as fans of ours but at some point like you're you're rooting for the underdog in that story right yeah and credit to cm punk in this because this match reminded me a little bit obviously they didn't go full you know, role reversal here, but CM Punk kind of doing some heel things, getting under the crowd's skin just a couple times, doing almost the five knuckle shuffle, John Cena's signature move, right? He did the the side tackle, side tackle, uh, you know, drop down and then pops up, put his hand up, and people were like, Are you fucking serious? And then he's like, Ah, I'm not gonna do it. So he did well with hearing the crowd, understanding. Okay, maybe I'm not universally loved. So let's just, those people who are cheering for Eddie, let's just fuck with them a little bit. And so credit to CM Punk for being open and adjusting on the fly. And obviously, you know, as you mentioned with this story, Eddie Kingston was the everyday man where you can relate like, hey, now you're, you know, this person is elevated, but I remember him when he was down here with me and that wasn't the person that you're seeing, right? But CM Punk was able to say like, Hey, you want to know why we talk shit on you, Eddie? It's because you 
you're lazy, you know? And so it was good that CM Punk just didn't do the, I'm here to wrestle. He, he added depth to his character here. Uh, this was a really fun match, as I mentioned. And um, Eddie Kingston was just great. Cause even credit to Eddie Kingston, he tried his best early on when they were chanting Eddie to be like, Hey, Hey, stop, stop, stop. And he was doing the little, you know, masturbation hand motion to the crowd. He was doing the middle fingers to punk and all the stuff, but we just look, there's a couple guys that I just don't think you could truly ever hate in pro wrestling. And Eddie Kingston's one of them on a short list. In my book, you got Eddie Kingston, you got Hangman Adam page and you got Sami Zayn. Like those three guys, I'm not ever going to truly hate even like Sami Zayn right now is doing the conspiracy theory and all that. I love yeah. him. I love, love him. And he yeah. is being <laughs> fucked over by the company. So like I empathize with them. So it's like, you know, there's a little bit longer of a list there, but those are three that come into my mind. Uh, so well, you forgot the Eddie fourth Kingston, one. Who is that? Brad Maddox. Yeah, the Mad Ox. Yeah. Take it easy. Take yeah. it easy. Take yeah. It easy. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is your, I don't mean to interrupt your monologue. He ain't on my list. He ain't on yeah. my list. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Love Eddie Kingston. God, you can't, uh, I, you know, in hindsight, sure. I mean, CM Punk's the star. Betty Kingston's not, you know, losing much, you know, shine off a of, off of a loss here. But man, I wanted him to win. Oh, so did I. But now let's talk about the the tweet that we got from Devil Vamp, the the promo with MJF and CM Punk. CM mm-hmm. Punk, again, credit to him for doing a little bit different than what was expected, right? Because you said, and we've said it before on this uh, podcast, like. Can you imagine the promos between MJF and CM Punk? And so here we go. It's night one. Oh my God. Fresh. Yeah. Fresh matchup. They don't have someone, you know, that they're feuding with before they've moved on and Punk doesn't say a word. Oh, oh, good job. That was credit to getting us off on a really cool starting point. I'm excited to see where this goes. I think. We don't get MJF uh, CM Punk first. I think MJF's going to do the, oh, if I'm not worth your time, then you fight Wardlow. I think this is where nah, Wardlow you know it, maybe jumps in. Maybe it's Wardlow or maybe it's his accountability buddy, oh, Chairman Sean, Sean Spears. Spears. And, and Sean Spears can give anyone a good match, right? So mm-hmm. the idea of CM Punk versus Sean Spears, I would think CM oh, Punk's like, great. oh, that's an easy night for me. Wardlow steps in to stop CM Punk from, you know, after MJF takes a cheap shot, CM Punk tries to do it. Wardlow stops him. CM Punk's like, all right, fine. He's like, you know what? I don't even want to wrestle you. I want to wrestle you. I would said I want to wrestle young stars, people who have a future here. You have a future. You seem like somebody to respect, not this guy. And Wardlow's like, fuck yeah, I'm doing that. Hell yeah. Big time. And MJF's like, nah, nope. Mm-hmm. Like, hold on. Yeah. I pay you. you. This guy doesn't pay you. You want to yeah. fight somebody on my team? You're going to fight his accountability buddy, the chairman. He's like, I'm not fighting the chairman. And then whap, chair, and then there we go. Now we are. Yeah. And now Wardlow's like, fuck you, dude. That was my spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where the dissension grows between Wardlow and MJF. Uh, I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited about this feud because, as we mentioned, MJF is going to give us some zingers next week. C- CM Punk, listen to this. I did, It just dawned on me as far as the scheduling of – aw dynamites uh dynamite next week is in chicago mm, yeah mjf cutting down cm punk oh, in gosh. chicago 
Oh, that's must-see TV. That there's going to be a riot. The booing. As loud as a pop as we got for CM Punk's return, we might get though that level of booing. I wouldn't be shocked if we got the booing to a level where remember when Vicky Guerrero was trying to cut That's that promo on John Cena? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly where my mind went. Yeah. It could God, be that, that was so great. It could be so, that. God, that was one of the best moments in wrestling history. I swear yeah. to God. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, or like a booing level to where, uh, if you recall, um, Elias and Kevin Owens cutting down Seattle for not having a basketball team and just the the Holy vile shit. reaction that they had because yeah, the vile reaction because it was so sustained too that like. Those guys knew, like they knew in the moment, like, holy shit, dude, like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. They were trying to Incredible. contain it and be heels, but you couldn't. They were giggling yeah. like fucking schoolgirls because it was like, you couldn't have played, you couldn't have known. Like, you go like, hey, shit on them because of the thing. Like, they've heard that joke a million times, but for some reason, the night wasn't it. You they can't, you couldn't have went there tonight. Like, cross the line tonight, dude. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. So, so oh. next week, yeah, mm. next week, this MJF. In Chicago, oh. cutting down CM Punk. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Cannot yeah. wait. And hey, shout out right now. We were just talking about Devil Vamp in his tweet. He's in the chat right now. Uh, he said, you love Sammy. And then he said, chef's kiss. I don't know if those are related, but, you know, I mean, we enjoy a good oh. chef's kiss here. Sammy Zane. Yeah, to me, and I've said this before on past episodes, S- Sammy Zane is the ultimate likable guy on television. I don't know what he's like backstage. I've heard some stories where he's a little bit too much and... He rambles and he's a little bit droning. Nah, I don't care. I, I like what I see on t- TV. And you go well, back that's the to character NXT. he plays a lot. Well, but like you go back to NXT, Sami Zayn, and to me, that's my guy. Like I'm getting behind that guy ten times out of ten. Now they've obviously pivoted and gone to different directions with Sami Zayn, which has been entertaining. But get him back to babyface. He's my guy. I want him. Phrase. I want to run with Sami Zayn. Fun tip for you to use with your coworkers and stuff. The phrase I'm using now is 10 times out of nine. I'm like, 10 times out of nine, I'm fucking picking Sami Zayn every time. <laughs> yeah, I and, love him. And then you just got to move on. Keep the conversation yeah. going. Make people be like, did he fucking say 10 huh? times out of nine? Does he know math? <laughs> fucking paying attention to what he's saying. All right. Devil Vamps in the chat. We encourage you to get in the chat as well. Hashtag tweet the table. And if you're listening on the podcast, the chat has passed you by, but hashtag tweet the table has not. But. You could chat with us live on YouTube like we're doing. We do this on YouTube if you're not aware. Also, also again, if you're listening to the podcast, you're not viewing Mm. the wonderful, delicious guys Mm -hmm. barbecue potato chips Mm -hmm. that I got here right on the screen. So those who are watching the YouTube can see this. But if you're just listening, you're not seeing the great packaging coming from guys barbecue flavors. Some sweet packaging. Oh, I tell you what, it just... It just, it feels it's right. Bold. It like, it pops in your face. But it feels comforting, right? Like it right. feels like welcoming. It, it, yeah. The bold coloring and, and it feels and like a big cool. event. Yeah. It just, but it feels like they like me. Look at these. Mm-hmm. I want to hang out with these guys. And I do. Love them. Cool guys. All right. Back to the tweet the tables. So hashtag tweet the tables not passed you by. You can use hashtag tweet the table and we will talk about what you want to talk about. Just like we're doing here with Katie. First lady says, WWE side of things, Katie goes. She says, what's the point of Mm -hmm. making all these Survivor Series teams early if you're just going to replace people anyway? Hashtag SmackDown. Hashtag Tweet the Table. And we will get into SmackDown 
uh, or not, excuse me, SmackDown, but Survivor Series and how there's not a whole lot of point to much of it anymore. But yeah, that is annoying. Like even absent of injuries, absent of, you know, alcoholic problems, like they still replace people the last minute for things like this all the time. All the okay. time. And I think another thing we saw was like, hey, the Raw team is like Big E, Seth Rollins, like all these people that just came from SmackDown a week ago in your draft. Like the whole team has only mm-hmm. been on Raw for like three weeks. It's just like none of it means anything anymore. Well, and even so, again, we don't know backstage. You know, Dominic Mysterio was taken off the Raw team, right? He could have, you know, tweaked a hamstring, have has a broken foot. We don't know, right? So, if he needs to be off after we've made the announcement again, you're trying to make it up on the fly. We give you a little bit of rope on, on those things. However, it's just, it's everything. It's then Adam Pierce coming out now as a heel acting as if he cares about these teams, which why would he care about one team over the other? Because he's on both shows. It doesn't make sense on his motivation. Why some people, you know, we're put on the team, but then not put on the team. And then it's just a clusterfuck. It's just WWE. Like, this is what they do. Everything is a minute by minute. Hey, I'm going to do something. Look at the reaction. Well, that didn't get enough. So let's pivot. And there's no continuity. It's just throw it up on the wall. Something's got to stick, right? One of these things has to stick. And that's how they're just doing their television shows. And that's why I don't watch. It's miserable. It's miserable. But stay tuned for our picks later in the show. We're going to make some predictions. And this will be fun because we don't really know. We don't know what's going on over there. we know. I mean, we know. You don't have to You don't need to know to know, unfortunately. And that's I could get you to WrestleMania without watching this fucking show. I know what the fuck they're doing. That's bullshit. (laughs) Oh, the fuck came out as a surprise. And now it's him and Roman Reigns. (laughs) Oh, who saw that coming? We've just been promoting Rock 25 for two weeks. Well, who, okay, so who else was it? So, like, um, Ron Simmons is going to come out and, like, he's going to, like, like the, like, or who else would, like, who else would be, like, instead of The Rock, we think it's like, uh, what do you mean? I was thinking Nation. Well, I was trying to think Nation dudes, but that really, that Roman doesn't fit that necessarily. I was trying to think somebody tied to The Rock, but would also be tied to Roman that's not already on our fucking screens right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think what it's going to be is uh, Roman wins this. Well, we'll get into it. I I have an idea of what happens. Stay tuned later. I'll tell you what happens, but it's fucking dumb. Where this really happens is at the Royal Rumble. That's where The Rock will show up and do something to to Roman Reigns. I think he's showing up Sunday. Oh, you think so, huh? Well, because here's the tie that bonds them both to survivor series they both made their debuts mm. at survivor series mm. right so mm. that's the thing where roman reigns gets jealous and like why is everyone celebrating this guy i also started on this you know pay-per-view as well yeah. acknowledge me he didn't and have then, a 400s whatever day reign as champion yeah exactly so there you go it's all right well something fun about the product at lady undertaker says Think Pat McAfee has an orgasm every time he hears or sees Nakamura and Boogs. Hashtag SmackDown. Hashtag Tweet the Table. Pat McAfee enjoyed, makes God. He makes yeah, everything. Fun. I en- 
I enjoyed, uh, I saw a video on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it was, uh, because I believe Roman and Nakamura were in some type of tag match. Uh, I think something, I don't know who cares, uh, but Dana Brooke. Yeah, Dana Brooke. But Nakamura was coming out and the song was making Pat McAfee, you know, see Jesus for the second time, right? And he's doing all of his fun stuff. And you see Paul Heyman on the apron just in disgust. Yeah. Staring down <laughs> Pat McAfee. Like, you think this song is good and you're doing this to that? See, what is wrong? Character with you? details that I think is lost on some of these wrestlers when they're building their characters. They think of like who the image of the character is. But I think they forget in those moments that, like, you have to stay in character like that. Like, Paul Heyman All would be time. disgusted with yes. Pat McAfee's antics every time he saw him. He would be like, Jesus, fuck. <laughs> like, why are you this way? Well, All I mean, the time. Not to, again, be AEW fanboy, but they're just doing it better, so I will. But the continuity and details is where you get the payoff in AEW, right? That's where you do get a glare or a stare or a one line. For example, we're probably not going to talk about it, but after Hangman beats Kenny Omega on Dynamite, Kenny Omega says like, hey, I'm beat up. I need some time to reflect. Things need to change, but I can't do it here. So, you know, I'm going to ride off into the sunset for a while. You guys take, you know take over and adam cole's like i've got it and kenny omega's like i wasn't talking to you yeah. those are the little yeah. details well and even they were like ah, you know what i mean like they were kind of like oh fuck you weren't supposed to say uh, that yeah. part you know yeah. what i mean like we know but he didn't know <laughs> right yeah yeah great but those are the things that are throwaway moments in the episode of dynamite that you will get paid off later and again i'm not saying Paul Heyman stare down of Pat McAfee will have something else, but sure. it could. But you those know? are the moments that like we don't get. Yeah, we don't get that anymore. in WWE. It's all like that was stock. planned. They planned yep. that out for that, right? Like you can plan something out and not need it to lead to something, but you plan it out going like this adds to the mm -hmm. the air of like this is what we want people to leave away thinking that like oh these guys think they're like a, each other mm -hmm. a combined unit, but they kind of don't like each other. Right. Yeah. And just in WWE, it's just paint by numbers, stand in the corner. They're friends wait, or they are enemies. Yeah. No but like, in between. wait, wait for the, wait for the advertisement for WWE. Closest thing we get to in between card. of like friends and enemies is the KO storyline. And there was a one week break between those two things. Yep. Like the transition it. was whoop. Yep. That's whoop. all it was. Because we don't know how to do anything more as far as WWE. We don't like, how do you dig in deeper? Well, I don't know. You would just be a bad guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'll go punch a guy in the balls now. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. Speaking of that, at Devil Vamp says, I still don't understand why we are booing Cody Rhodes. I am confused. Please help. Hashtag AW Full Gear. Hashtag Tweet the Tables. Tom, give the man some help. So I think now. In the month of November, 2021, I think it's now just, I'm a cool fan. We all boo Cody, right? I think we've reached that point to where, you know, when John Cena was getting booed towards the end of his career, we didn't know why we were booing him. It's just ah, what right? you're supposed to do. Right. I think we're starting to get to that point right now with Cody where I'm showing up and I just fuck him. Right. Well, but they're not giving you much option to do otherwise. And so when that when that presented itself, that's what we feel like we're supposed to do now because he's not doing much else, right? Like yeah. he's 
I feel like he's trying to do much else and he thinks he's providing a whole lot more than he is. I mean, that's something we can go down a rabbit hole of psychoanalyzing what he thinks he's doing with some of this, but it's, it's still coming across pretty bland and he, you know, I mean like, yeah, he's got the all American good looks, blonde hair, blue eyed kid or whatever. Right. Maybe he's not blue eyed. I don't know, but you know, like, uh, he's still kind of bland at, from a presentation as a character. Right. And kind of always well, like, at least in this current event, like at WWE until he did the stardust thing and then he left and when he came out, he was all over the place. But now that character has kind of gone stale, right? This, I wear a suit and I'm an EVP and I'm pro wrestling well, royalty. Think, it's like, yeah, all right. So like, there's just not much else to grab onto other than like, well, everybody started to dislike this guy. So fuck him. Yeah. And I think honestly, I think where the origins of the booze came from is you just, that guy wasn't likable, right? How we were describing Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston was doing heelish things, but we're like, yeah, no, I would do that too. I like Eddie where Cody is doing things that you should do, right? Like, He's the guy at work that shows up early and is, you know, a baby with his wife or yeah, or he's, he's going to work past his break so that you can go on your lunch, things like that. That's really nice. But then you go like this motherfucker's doing it again. Really? Okay. Like I get it. You're always going to do the right thing. Like that becomes annoying to people. And I think to a certain extent, that's where we are with Cody, right? He comes in and makes the save for Pac. He is you know, taking the advice of Arn Anderson and not really pushing back. And so it's like, you're just too nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those people can be unlikable. It's almost not to this degree, but like when Kurt Angle debuted in WWE and he was like, I'm an Olympic gold medalist. It's like, well, fuck you. I'm not like, that's neat for you, but I don't like it that much. Now he was obviously doing the delusional uh, baby face. That was really a heel. But with Cody, I think he's just doing too many actions that we can't relate to because we will always wouldn't make the right decision. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. I'm sitting here currently trying to tweet out, uh, tell everybody about the show. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. So uh, while you do that, I'll yep. fill for time. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, some other mm-hmm. things that Cody could do is... Like you said, this, the character is a tad stale where it's always red, white, and blue and mm. come through the middle and talk about how great, you know, his life is and he's a new father and things like that. Let us let us relate to you, right? Tell me about the struggles of being a new father. Have you got a lot of sleep? I bet not. Yeah, because here's what's not relatable. Sorry to interrupt there. Here's what's not relatable is I don't have a little bit of a struggle and then what sets me straight is Arn Anderson uh, tells me about how my dad was so great and has a couple guys beat me up to get me back into shape, right? Like, I'm not going to connect to that. Yeah. And so I just, like, you're, you can't play the every man's hero but not connect to the every man, right? You're right. Yeah, perfect. That is exactly what I was trying to describe is he is doing things that you should be doing, but he's not connecting to us because that we wouldn't do those things. We would do more things like Eddie Kingston, where after a match we lose, we're not shaking the guy's hand. Fuck that I'm asshole. He's still an asshole. And then we're walking off because we're mad. Like Cody, Cody would shake his hand. Like another perfect example is when Cody lost the TNT championship to Darby Allen, he got on one knee and presented the title to Darby Allen. I'm not doing that shit. If I yeah, lose to you, Tim, doing that, Fuck yeah. out of here. Like, no, I'm going to kick you in the, the balls guy. on the way. Out. 
well, I might not do that, but I might you know, give you a little finger like, and say, like, yeah, like, I'm going to hang my head and walk time. out and fucking try to hide in the fucking corner. <laughs> right. <laughs> gonna, right. Like, those are the things where we're like, ah, that's a dork thing to do. He's a dork, you know? He is kind of a dork. All right, we'll move on to someone who's not a dork, and that's at Katie First Lady. She says, love all the Eddie tributes tonight. Hashtag AEW full gear. Hashtag tweet the table now. Uh, referencing Eddie Guerrero, and I, am, are you on my side here now? Where I'm like, hey guys, this feels forced now at this point. If look, I understand if he was your favorite wrestler, and it was the 16 year anniversary of him passing away, which is very sad to reminisce on. Right? There's two people, in my opinion, that should have been allowed an Eddie tribute, and that's it. And that's Chris Jericho because he obviously went up and down the roads with him and had millions of matches with him, as I'm finding out from Jericho's book and Bicky Guerrero. Cause that's his widow, Eddie Guerrero's widow. And that's it. Like that's it. I, I understand if you're a luchador and the lucha bros are who they are and they were inspired by Eddie Guerrero. Totally cool. But like, again, we're all, we can't all say like, and then here's my turn to, to pay my tribute. It's no, there's two people, Vicky, Jericho, everyone else, tweet about it, post a picture. You ain't doing it on the show, though. So, like, I don't know if you remember recently, and this is off subject, but I'm trying to bring us back to the subject, right? One of the Lucha house party guys, right, or, or you know, whatever, oh, showed yeah. up mm-hmm. and tweeted about John Huber mm-hmm. and spelled his name spelled wrong. Yeah. And, you know, like Jericho's like, you spelled his name wrong. And then his wife chimed in and was like, yeah, motherfucker. And I kind of, at first I was like, hey guys, he fucking John and John, whatever. But now I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, it's probably because they know that motherfucker didn't know him. And so for him to act like, Mm -hmm. like that was just trying to do it for appearances. And, And I'm not trying to say that the people that do it for Eddie Guerrero, you know, that say this are doing it just for appearances. I don't know them. I don't know their connections. Of course I couldn't. So I don't want to put that on any individual, but when I see it 500 times a year, I just got to go by the laws of nature and say X percent of these are just doing it because they think people are going to think I'm sincere and and Mm -hmm. empathetic and care. And look, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I want that to be the case, but I don't believe it a lot of the times. Yeah. And again, it just felt like on that night with all of the Eddie tributes, it was just, Hey, how can I, uh, you know, uh, who said that there was a stand-up comedian who's like, who who hates Mm. when someone passes away and you say like, I love this person. Anthony Jeselnik. He said, you're thinking about like, Hey, don't forget about me tonight. Yeah. That's what you're, that's what it feels like you're doing is Eddie's, anniversary but don't forget about me i also loved eddie hey look over here i'm gonna do the three i'm sad too right that's where no and one point i wanted to bring up and i think i uh texted this to you or maybe messaged you i forget but think about what we what we had happen on full gears pre-show and if Mm. wwe does this they're getting murdered for the rest of the year on the pre-show Vicky Guerrero's team lost and it was clean. It was, you know, there was no shenanigans where Vicky got screwed over. So on the anniversary of her husband's death, her team loses. 
Picture that happening at Survivor Series. If that happened to be the anniversary and Vicky's over there, we are killing them. We're all, mm-hmm. did you not? What Vince hates Eddie. How look, dare he's they? making Vicky lose on the anniversary. You can't we don't even, once let the, the face win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I found that interesting to where we're all paying tribute, but we're not going to let Vicky's team win on the anniversary of her yeah, husband's Even death. though she's the heel team is a little right. off of what I was saying, but you get what I mean. Yeah. 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 Hey, I wanted to shout out to Twitter real quick. I tweeted out that Tom just brought some guy snacks, uh, barbecue chips to the live stream. And now Tim is jealous and it was going to make the show awkward. And they responded guy snacks and said, everyone tell Tom to share or not. That's funny too. And I agree. I, yes, that's funny. But especially, I mean, like we can't share right now. It looks like we may be in the same room where we could high five, but you know, you know, magic of television here. We're not in the same place. You can't share yet. But Tom, I expect the next time I see you, I want those chips. You're going to eat them all before then, aren't you? God damn it. I'll save you a bag for tomorrow night. As we take a quick detour, we will be meeting up at DWF. Fuck yes. DWF. The Dynamic Wrestling Federation, Camelot Ballroom, Overland Park in the Kansas City metro area. If you're not there and you're in the region, you're a loser. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, these shows are hot. They've only had one, but I was there and it was fucking hot. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be great. Jeremy Wyatt's going to be defending against, uh, uh, what is it? Is it Devin? Devin right? Thomas. Devin, Devin Thomas. Yep. God, why did I don't blank on his last name? Devin Thomas. And uh, if you didn't see the tournament from the first show to crown Jeremy Wyatt, the belt collector is the champion. You missed out on that too. Jimmy Hart was there. Uh, mm-hmm. Super fun show. We were at the Up Down KC with these guys. These guys are great. Uh, we want the best for them. Support local wrestling, man. God damn. Definitely. So yeah, I'll Definitely. have some uh, some chips for you tomorrow night as we meet up to watch some DWF. I we may or may not see the folks from Guys Snacks down there. I hope so. May or may not. May or may not. All right, let's get to Which, the fun. Oh, yeah. Well, one quick thing. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Guy Snacks for following us on Twitter. If you have not followed us and you're listening, follow us as well. Be cool like Guy Snacks. You know what else is cool about Guy Snacks? Chiefs fans. And they beat the Raiders. So that was fun. Yes, it was. <laughs> All right, let's get back into Tweet the Table. Fucking <laughs> Derek Carr's haircut. All right. At Devil uh, Vamp says, <laughs> I think FTR should have won. Not all baby faces can win. Sometimes you have to go against the fans. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag AW full gear 2021. Um, yeah, I, look, FTR, I think, has done their best work since they've been at AW. Oh, they, yeah. uh, and we had a good run with them. I just I don't know that like throwing the titles on them again. We haven't had a two time AW no. tag team champions, have we? We haven't. And no, that's not a bad choice. By any means, no, I just don't know that like all. there's any story they're telling. Look, they they had the whole pinnacle stuff. They had their whole run as champions. They had their young bucks feud. They had their, all this stuff that's just like, eh, you know, I'm not itching to see them with the titles again. This AAA thing is cool. AAA is a sidebar. We haven't discussed enough when we talked about all the WWE releases. AAA is an option that we never even considered and thought oh, yeah. about a lot of these folks going to. So yeah, I yeah. I like I I still like what they're doing in AAA being the no flips tag team in a, you know, luchador promotion. So I think that's enough for them right now. In my, in my opinion, you're, you're piling mm-hmm. on if you're like, they're doing this and then they're also the AW champions. And then they also have this. So it's like less is more sometimes. And also with the AW tag team championship picture, I think maybe I'm speaking for myself here. I still think the matchup we're waiting for 
is Lucha Bros as champions taking on Santana and Ortiz. Oh, gosh, That's so what we're waiting for, for it, right? Yes. So as much as FTR is a great team, I don't right now want to see FTR taking on Santana and Ortiz again, but now this time for the championships. They had a great feud. They did their thing. I want to see a fresh matchup of champions, Lucha Bros, taking on Santana and Ortiz, mm -hmm. who are just on another level right now. As soon as they put on that face paint, whatever that was a few months back, they have just taken their game to just a height that I haven't seen before. And uh, yeah, they're incredible. So that little collision course is what I'm wanting to see in the tag division. Also, shout out to uh, at, uh, well, I don't know if it's at, it's it's Big Rock 1973 on Twitter at USMD69 uh, just followed us. Um, and the reason I'm calling it out is it's got a big old Chiefs helmet uh, as is as his profile picture. So, you know, uh, far be it for me to mention football twice on a pro wrestling podcast, but we are Kansas City local fans and God Take damn, it back to her. Such a it's fun, a, such a look, fun drumming oh, of the Raiders that I feel like I just want to talk about it a lot. You and know look I mean? it makes here, you feel good look inside. here. And look here, you <laughs> you knuckle dragon idiots who have uh, been just trying to say we are in the mud and not doing anything. We were not figuring it out and we still got to first place. And now we're we've hit our stride. Oh, the take it back tour is in full swing. You bitches are in trouble. Oh, cannot wait. Tom. Tim. I'm on the Twitter right now. And like, per God, Sean Rassap, uh -huh. WWE have just released the following. Oh my goodness. Breaking news. Jackson Riker. Okay. Shane Thorne. Okay. Drake Maverick. Okay. And Tegan maybe. Knox. <laughs> maybe with Drake Maverick, because he might call, you know. Tegan yeah. Knox. Okay. Now this gets weird. Wow. Tegan Knox. Okay. Okay. There's four more names here that you're probably like, okay. Uh, one of them is John Morrison. Wow. Well, his wife got released. So that makes sense. And the next three are Top Dalla, Ashante Adonis, and Isaiah Swerve Scott. They, they got hit row rid go. of a hit row. Yeah. This is Sean Rossap tweeting it. Fivefold has learned that WWE has released John Morrison, Top Dalla, Ashante Adonis, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, Jackson Riker. They don't care anymore. Now, listen. They don't care. So, like, I get, like, the other names on here, you're not really doing anything with most of them. John Morrison, you were at one point, and he can do what you were doing with him, which is why it's a weird one to me. He's probably doing what you want him to do without him being like, can I be the world champ? Can I be the world champ? For whatever you're paying him, right? Like, I, I look, again, I don't know these people. I mm -hmm. don't know, right? Maybe John Morrison's like, I should be the champ, and maybe they're having that fight. But I, we've never heard those kind of stories about him, right? We heard he shows up, he likes to work, get his money, and be out, and do his thing, well, right? But with John Morrison, well, John Morrison, I wasn't shocked by that because they released his wife. And I would yeah. assume at this point in his career, maybe being in the same company as his wife is more important than being on television. So we can go back to him. Well, maybe for the we same reasons be, we said. Yeah, so maybe he can go back and be Johnny Impact on Impact Wrestling, or as we just mentioned, go down and be the AAA heavyweight champion. Him and Andrade for the AAA championship is something that I know a lot of people would watch, I so that wouldn't shock me. But Hit Row. Still, the mind-boggling of all the releases we've talked about lately, even your Keith Lees, your Carrying Crosses, right? The Hit Row 
is one of the most contemporary things you had going. You, if you're talking like you want to hook new people and young kids, hit row was the yes. thing. What is your problem? What are you doing? I don't understand any decision they make. Budget cuts, budget cuts, budget cuts. Sure. Yeah. But like, fuckers, like, come on. You know what I'm thinking <laughs> is, and and maybe I'm speaking out of pocket here, but I feel okay saying it. Maybe they think, hey, we have this box checked with the New Day and with the Street Profits. You know, Cody talked about when he wanted not to be Stardust and Triple H said, hey, we have this role and we need someone to fill it. And my thought process is with Hit Row being released, maybe they said, we can't double up on the cool contemporary group. We already have that filled with the Street Profits and we already had that filled beforehand with the New Day. So, you know, why would we waste our time on these guys as well? So let them go. And again, we don't know because backstage they could have been assholes or, you know, difficult to work with. We're going to hear those reports as we do now every single time from some sources that are talking to these, you know, backstage guys uh, and girls. But yeah, it's it's just silly. It's just dumb. Look, here, here more. Re- why are you watching the show? Why? Yeah, are sorry, you I'm trying to read it. Make sure there's not more. That's yeah. so weird, too, that like. You let go one member of a faction. And then, and then you're you like, okay, you, you let go of the woman. That seems sexist, but like that makes sense, right? Like now it's a it's a guy's faction. You're gonna keep them up there, whatever. If it was the other way around, you go, Why'd you let the guy go? But you kept the three women. It just makes sense, right? These are women's storylines, we're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. But then just a week and a half, two weeks later, <laughs> you're just like, ah, you know what? Fuck it, all of them. All well, of and that's them. what that's what I was thinking is, you know, you release uh BFAB, but then the next week you have hit row on television. And now the next week after that, I believe is now. And that's when they get released. So it just doesn't make any sense. Again, why are we supporting that company? I don't know, man. It really is outside of the terrible storytelling that we've discussed and the just nauseatingly surface level kindergarten tactic character building this kind of shit comes into play we're hearing stories of keith lee saying they like he had to pay for his own medical bills they're arguing that um but fuck y'all if i don't believe keith lee in this thing um and then just this kind of stuff it is fucking november 18th Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everybody understands this to be the what? The holidays. And here we are releasing 100 plus people in the last couple of weeks. Hey, shout out in the uh, in the YouTube chat. Uh, Muhammad says, all I can say now is Virginia is for lovers. WWE is for <laughs> God knows who. And I tell you what. Yes, I co-sign that statement because it makes zero sense on why you're supporting that company, especially right now with the alternative of AEW, AAA, Impact, New Japan, all of this fun stuff uh, that we got going on with the forbidden door being open and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, I don't understand. Don't I don't get it. I don't like it. But 
Do we still have tweet tables left, or are we going to get into some more? Um, that was the last tweet the table. I was just responding to Muhammad there. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Join in the chat. YouTube, we do this every Thursday night. Sometimes we have to do it on Wednesday or Friday, but we try to keep you posted. But follow us on Twitter at Table Show for live updates uh, on the moment, right? Spot on the moment updates about the Spanish announce table comings and goings. But yeah, Tom, that was Tweet the Table. That's what the fans wanted to talk about. So now we're going to go into what we want to talk about, right? It's our fucking show. It's our time to talk. Uh, and let's uh, let's start. Let's finish off with Full Gear. Is there anything else sticking out about Full Gear that we didn't catch on that you wanted to kind of dive into? It was such a great show. It was such a fantastic show. The only thing, I, as I mentioned, that I would have switched up a little bit because I thought Tay Conti, this was one of her better performances against uh, Britt Baker. But unfortunately, because we had the amazing match with MJF and Darby Allen. We had that really good tag match that had kind of a weird finish with FTR uh, and um, uh, the Lucha Bros. When we got to Britt Baker and Tay Conti, they were putting in the effort like none other, but it was just we were tad exhausted. So that was, be again, my only little criticism of the show. But I'm excited to see what happens because now we've got hangman as our champion and we've got brian danielson who defeated miro in a very good match uh to become the number one contender and i want to talk to you about the amazing brilliance of brian mm. danielson and yeah. also credit to hangman hangman didn't just sit there and take his you know lumps and now brian danielson's the cool heel hangman had his good zingers as well but oh, yeah. in, a, in a matter of 24 hours brian danielson one, I I think the moment where he truly went like full booze is when he said, Hangman doesn't show up to wrestle. He's in his cowboy boots. When I won my title at WrestleMania, that was the trigger. That was when everyone was like, this is bullshit. You don't mention that in this house. And we all boo this motherfucker. I thought it was so great. And also for Brian Danielson to be like, oh, of course, Virginia doesn't like hard work. As if that's like... A characteristic a of the thing. state. Yeah, right. <laughs> just, he yeah. was so great. Yeah. Oh, from the start when he was like, hey, listen, congratulations. I do got to say, I'm a little disappointed it's not Kenny Omega, <laughs> right? Like, oh, just sprinkling but the, the hate. But the continuity of that makes sense. Remember, they had a match that went to a draw. I would assume if Brian Danielson is, you know, oh. in kayfabe, we want him. Or Hangman's he wants to line. Omega. He was yeah, like, yeah, it's not, him, it's not him because I beat his ass and I did it faster than 30, than 30 minutes. minutes. Oh, God, yeah. so great. That's so great. Yeah. Talking about. You're right. Hangman was on the money and he still was like tough guy. Like, okay, well, cool. Like, hey, listen, you want to fight? Like, I'm down to fight. Like, mm -hmm. we don't got to do nothing else. Yeah, that's where Hang Hangman still and he still kept the the credibility of a baby face. He didn't go into, well, at least I don't have head injuries, right? He wasn't going lowest common denominator on his insults to Brian Danielson. It was still keeping in the cowboy shit. I'm here because I earned it. And it's just, it was such a good promo in a matter of moments. We went to baby face versus baby face to like, Oh no, 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 no. It makes sense. Brian Danielson is mad that hangman who he probably thinks isn't on his level is the champion. And he has to face that guy when he would rather face the guy he went to a draw with and Kenny Omega, the, the motivation of the heel turn makes complete sense. And then again, hangman being the guy like, Hey, 
You don't think I'm good? The guy that you you went to a draw with, I beat in less than 30 minutes. So what are you talking about? It's just now we got a story. Now we got some fun. Brian Danielson being pissed off from the disrespect, though, is now going on a dark order hit party. And that is going to be fun. The heat he got for mentioning the word WrestleMania. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was just on on the money. He knew what to do. And and he said it without. He loved it. His open mouth smile was was all open after that. Well, that's what I'm saying. He he said it without the like, oh, crap. Can I say he said it with the confidence of like, what are you going to do? What is anyone in this company going to do if I say WrestleMania? Huh? What are you going to do? Like nothing. You're going to take it. And it was just perfect. It was so great. Yeah, Even if you get sued and have to pay a fine for it, like you're going to be like, all right, fine. I don't give a shit. (laughs) And so now next week after he beat evil Uno, which Uno shit, hashtag Uno shit. That's what I'm on. I love evil Uno. He's a, he's a good dude. I've been watching some of his blogs in fast turnaround. We went from being like, what the fuck is evil Uno? Like, I don't get it. Like uh, maybe 50 episodes ago, we were like, this doesn't, yeah. this evil mm-hmm. Uno guy, what the fuck is this? To like evil Uno's in my top 10 favorites right now. Yeah. King of the Dungeons and Dragon nerds. I love him. He's great. Uh, but he got his ass kicked by Brian Danielson. And now next week in Chicago, again, we mentioned MJF's going to talk some shit on CM Punk. We're going to get Brian Danielson to beat up Chicago's favorite son, possibly, Colt Cabana is going to be incredible. And then he's just going to go through the entire dark order. This is, this is going to be a fun story. I don't know when we're doing this match. Uh, Cause obviously there's some members of dark order, right? They're not just a two man group. So we've got some, uh, some people to, to have wrestle Brian Danielson, but it is going to be great. Uh, some other stuff that I want to talk about though. Again, full gear was awesome. In my opinion, match of the night was, uh, Eddie Kingston, CM Punk. But as I mentioned, that Forbidden Door was open again. Dynamite had Butcher and the Blade versus Ishii and Orange Cassidy. And man, this bowling ball bulldog Ishii is fucking cool, isn't he? What an awesome match. I love this. The spot that sticks out and will for a while is the spots in the corner when he's hammering him and he's just like, what's happened <laughs> right yeah. and he just starts like kind of gathering himself and he's like this motherfucker is hitting me <laughs> right like yeah and he just fucking like started leaning into it so great but still like again it's pro wrestling it's a work it's like okay nobody would react that way but it still felt believable with this bowling ball with a head that like you would just be like wait a minute are you punching me in the face mm-hmm. nobody punches me in the face <laughs> right? like it well, just went crazy on him and think about this: Butcher had four forearms to the to the chin of Ishii and back down. Ishii took him from one side of the ring to the other side of the ring while Butcher was hitting him. And credit to the Butcher, they mentioned it. Jim Ross did, but like guys leaned up. He's looking fucking svelte. Oh, I tell you what, I like Butcher and the Blade. I think they fit their role perfectly for this kind of a match when you need it. Right. However, again we're still in the infancy part of AEW. They're not even five years old. And I don't know how long butcher has in him because, you know, he's obviously doing music and touring and doing those kind of things. But butcher as your TNT champion is something I'm definitely behind. I think that would be cool. And you go more into that house of black kind of mentality where again, you're not doing the smoke and mirrors, but you're doing the, I got voices in my head. It, I think it's that's great. weird that somebody can lose weight like the butcher did. And he looks bigger. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he yeah, looks now, up. all of a sudden, you're like, Jesus Christ, that guy is huge. When we mm-hmm. knew he was a big guy, but, like, he just, I, I don't know, it's weird. Like, he, Well, now he's got muscles, and it's not just right. thickness, right? It's now Right, like, he's oh, tall. Shit, a- he's like, you see how tall he is and how wide he yeah. is now, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. He's like Luke Harper big, you know, not to, you know, I mean, Luke Harper. No, Brody, but, you know, yeah. But, yeah. Right. The only thing that I think I would have changed, and it was difficult because I was trying to explain to my wife, who you know is a very casual, casual fan of pro wrestling, is I I have known of Ishii from She's watching like a Wrestle step above Kingdom. tolerating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She likes some people, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, so I've seen Ishii on Wrestle Kingdoms uh, in past years, right? So I knew how fucking cool he was. The thing I think I may have wanted to add to this matchup is give me a promo package that tells me why Ishii is this fucking wrecking ball of a man. You know what I mean? Like that would be the only thing I would have added to it. Uh, but chaos in AEW is going to be great. Uh, Rocky Romero, I thought was fun. I thought it was interesting too. I don't know if we're going to play into this or maybe they're just having fun, but when orange Cassidy and Ishii won, uh, Bryce Rimberg put up the hands of Ishii and, uh, Cassidy and then Rocky Romero was like put up my hand too and the ref's like well you didn't wrestling he's like put up my hand and so he finally does I don't know if maybe we got some seeds of dissension down the road but thought that was interesting but that was that was a definite highlight of uh, Dynamite from last night um, what else do we got here another great match from Nyla Rose and Akaro Shida in the TBS uh, championship tournament I feel like you know you can do Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara every single time, and that's going to be a home run. And on the women's side, Nyla Rose and Akaro Shida, I feel like I could fight forever, and I'm going to like it every single time. This was hard-hitting, captivating. And then we got uh, the professor coming in, taking out the knee of Akaro Shida, getting Nyla Rose the victory. Uh, we'll see what happens with Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. Maybe that's a pay-per-view Serena match. Serena shit. That's yeah. all I need to know. And so I thought that was really cool. Um, oh, here, here's one criticism. I want to, I want to get your feedback on this. Mm-hmm. We had Dante Martin and Leo rush versus the acclaimed and Dante Martin and Leo rush got the victory. I didn't love that. Yeah. I mean, like I, I know they're trying to like do this. One of those where halfway reluctant tag team partner, we've seen this, you know, a million times before in wrestling, but yeah, it felt a little early for that to happen over the number four ranked tag team who were trying to kind of re up, right? Yeah, because if memory serves me correct, it was less than two months ago that the acclaim were wrestling the Lucha Bros on Rampage for the championships, and now they're just losing to a makeshift team. And again, I know Dante Martin and Leo Rush have had some matches on Dark and Elevation, I think. Uh, so it makes sense a little bit, but like not the number four team. This is when you could have used. Some other team, maybe the varsity blondes, right? Like that's a team where they could take the loss instead of the, well, and uh, the Max caster digs just get better all the time. Oh, the, yeah. The Leo rush. You're an amateur. I liked you better when you were a manager. What do you say the other day about like, he's like, he's going to go, he's coming out of his 19th retirement or something. I can't remember what he said in that Yeah, exactly. Gosh. So I got a bold prediction though, with this storyline. Okay. So after the match, Dante Martin, Leo Rush trying to celebrate. Team Taz comes out and like, hey, Dante Martin. Hey, bud, you want to join Team Taz? You know how great we are? And they're really not. But you know how great Team Taz is? Look at Hobbs. He wrestled CM Punk. They didn't say that, but like he's on TV. Don't you want to be more on TV like him? 
I think Dante Martin stays with Leo Rush. We get a tag team match with Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin and Leo Rush at whatever the next big event is, whether that's on Dynamite or a pay-per-view. And I think we get the other brother coming out. Joins Join Team, team Taz. Taz. Yep. That is going to be fun. That, that's brother the story versus line. brother. That's the story. That's the that story. That is line. the story. Like you motherfucker. Yep. While I was even Taz can be like, you want to, you want to shit on us? Mm-hmm. Listen, you, you think money doesn't talk? You think money's thicker than, than what? Thicker than blood? Boom, You're here wrong. It comes. Right. <laughs> and he has the motivation, right? He has the motivation. He's jealous of Dante Martin because when they were top flight, they were just, you know, on dark or maybe a match on Dynamite. They were the other private party. Yeah. Now Dante Martin's having matches with Malachi Black. He's getting time with Leo Rush where they're beating the acclaimed, the number four tag team. Yeah. His brother could come back and be like, you're a dickhead. You should have waited for me when I got healthy. Then we both go out there and kick ass, but you left me. So I'm with Team Taz. And then there you go. I think that's going to be fun. Yeah, he could even be like, you know who called me every every weekend? Ricky Starks. My own mm-hmm. brother didn't, yeah, didn't call, even me. call me. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. I Ricky hope that's Starks the way back there go. like, yeah, of course I fucking called him. I love my friends. Right? Yeah, like I just assholeing it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, the main event was the TNT Championship match. As we mentioned, at full gear, Jay Lethal uh, made his uh, promotional debut, which, side note, um, I get that we're talking about this forbidden door, right? Oh, the forbidden door is open. When Ishii comes over, that's the forbidden door. But when you work for the company, it's no longer a forbidden no longer door. A forbidden door. The door ain't forbidden. <laughs> you just yeah. work at the company. Uh, ROH was no longer forbidding you. <laughs> right. So it's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And, right. you know, but this was a really good match. I legitimately thought Sammy Guevara was not going to be able to finish this match. I don't yeah. know if that was a sell job or his ribs are legitimately hurt, but good night. He, you know, during that commercial break was nursing those ribs and still does a backflip through a table or whatever well, it was. And Jay lethal is the kind of guy now who like with his stature in the wrestling industry, you know, especially behind the curtain, right to the boys, if you will. Mm-hmm. And who he was going up against, for what title it was, it wouldn't have shocked me on on that show where if they were like, oh, shit, and he won the title. Now Jay Lethal's the TNT champ because, like, he's another guy you could throw on Conan real quick and stuff like that, and you have no worries about. So it, I was I was never, like, solidified. We're like, well, he's never going to win this, right? So it was a fun match mm-hmm. to watch. Definitely a fun match to watch. And uh, Excalibur mentioned this, but he, he said on these open challenges, one time they have to lose, right? So Cody does all the open challenges with Ricky Stark, Eddie Kingston, you know, so on and so forth. And now Sammy Guevara is doing the open challenge where it's Bobby Fish, now Jay Lethal. Eventually you got to, like like you said earlier, the law of probability, one of these times you're going to lose. So is it going to be Sammy Guevara or is it going to be the next champion, right? And that was the intriguing part for me is as soon as Excalibur mentioned, you know, the champions never lost an open challenge. Will that happen tonight? I was like, Oh shit, that's an interesting story. Right. Cause then you could go and have some fun with Chris Jericho saying, what are you doing? Dis, you know, dis in the inner circle by being a loser. You know, we could have that fun. Great match. As I mentioned, little caveat though, 
I don't inner circle. You don't need to come out Jericho. I didn't need to see you patting Jay lethal on the head or whatever. Stay away, man, for a week, Jericho, make me miss you. And maybe yeah, I'm why having was too much- he in the shot at the end. Like I just, yeah. And, and you know, maybe it's my own fault because I'm reading his book, the, the Jericho book. Yeah. Is he like a Jay lethal? Like, is he, is Jay lethal a Chris Jericho guy or something? Like, I don't, you know, I just don't like I'm reading the book here, right? Like if you're watching the YouTube, you're seeing me hold the book up. And so maybe I'm a little bit Jericho out because I'm reading 30 years of his matches and then I'm seeing him every, every week, but yeah, go away for a week, man. Like you didn't need to be there, but that's, you know, that's splitting hairs. Um, yeah. AEW next week in Chicago, you know, they always have a great show in Chicago. As we mentioned, MJF is going to cut down punk. We got Brian Danielson as a heel taking on Colt Cabana. So much yeah. fun stuff next week. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the chat again. At Katie First Lady says, showing some love live. WWE can stick their budget cuts. And at Devil Vamp says, did you guys see the new releases from WWE? And yeah, he might have to rewind it a little bit, Devil Vamp. We sure did. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, too. AJ Gree, we talked about it. And I said, hey, we're talking about this live now. And he's like, I'm good, bro. It's my birthday. <laughs> Sorry, happy birthday. Sorry, Uh, (laughs) I was like, I was more trying to catch people on his thread than AJ Gray, you know. But hey, whatever, you know. Happy birthday, AJ Gray. Happy birthday, Um, one of my yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, uh, yeah, yeah, fucking awesome dude. Um, yeah, man. Hey, you know the releases. We said what we could about that. You have to rewind about that, but yeah, man. Um. Ah, what else we got? You're you're going through the the dynamites and the and the full gear. Let's keep it. Let's keep that train rolling. Well, let's so. Uh, that was kind of AEW in a mm-hmm. nutshell, but I want to transition. But before I transition, let's hit on the topic of the night. Cause again, late breaking news, there's been releases from WWE. My question to you, as we get into WWE talk, hit row is gone, right? They've released all of them. Now, is this a band together or a sink or swim? Does hit row say, let's get together. We're better as a unit than we are individually. Dude, I, if Hit Row showed up somewhere else as another group, but just doing the same shtick, I'm mm-hmm. all here for it. Even I know we keep saying AW needs no talent in front of the camera behind the screen. Like, right. if you're telling me Hit Row is going to show up as a group somewhere and keep doing the same thing they were doing, I don't care. I'm here for it. Oh, think of this because they've already had some subtle beefs back and forth, but you do. Max Caster walks out, he's doing the rapping gimmick. Oh, wait a minute. We've got another one who thinks he's better. Top Dollar comes out and he's like, you can go fuck yourself. Check out these bars. And they do a, a, a battle rap oh on Dynamite, right? That would be fun. Again, Top Dollar and Max Caster. That's what I'm saying. Pro wrestling has too much variety to God. just be one thing. One of the best battle raps, or I think honestly, the only battle rap, uh, if you recall, the Usos versus the New Day. Mm-hmm. Remember how much fun that was. Top Dollar no. and Max Caster could just blow no them. battle rap will ever compare in pro wrestling. You know where I'm going with this. There was one clear battle rap winner in pro wrestling, and no one will ever top it. It's oh, Bo Rida. It's Bo Rida. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about Nobody the ever Bo beat Bo Rida. Bo Ryder, Bo Ryder, 
at devil vamp back in the chat says sorry i think it's because we already talked about the release but there's no need to apologize of course no it's totally fine no totally need to fine apologize. again this is this is the conversation where you're coming and going we're talking to you we're talking to ourselves if you're listening back thank you so much again join us live as we do these hashtag tweet the table to get some questions or comments into the show you know at a later time uh this is where we have so much fun with you the table nation but now as we mentioned Mm. uh hit row is gone but that does lead us to wwe and this weekend unfortunately is survivor series (laughs) and we've done it for eight years we might as well keep this train going We've done picks on Survivor Series, so let's do it again, Tim. Survivor Series slash bragging rights, right? Whatever. Yeah. They just merged the two. Yeah. Stupid. I mean, it's bragging rights now, right? Mm -hmm. It's Clash of the Champions, bragging rights, and Survivor Series all rolled into one. Yep. Totally agree. It's so before we get into the match predictions, we discussed this a little bit earlier with I think it was Katie's tweet in hashtag tweet the table. By the way, use hashtag tweet the table on Twitter and we'll read your tweets on the show as well. Uh, Why Survivor Series used to be one. It's one of the big four. So they say of pro wrestling folklore of pay-per-views. Right. And again, to the credit, WWE was i don't know if they were first doing wrestling pay-per-views but they were the one who you know wrestling pay-per-views because of right like for the most part and i'm pretty sure survivor series came out of a fu to wcw because wcw was doing uh clash of the champions something like that i think that's something originated so like it just it used to be one of the biggest things, especially when we were younger, right? This is where they blended oh. the storylines. This is where they made big deal out of it. And even for a while, they tried that whole like final survivor thing where all the survivors matched up. Like so much folklore and history that it just feels gone and empty and a shell of itself. But it, 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 you know, but it wasn't even that long ago to where it was fun. If you recall when the first Raw versus SmackDown. Survivor Series match where Randy Orton was the sole survivor beating Shawn Michaels. That was fun. You even had the super team of DX, the Hardys, and CM Punk. And that was awesome. Remember Shawn Michaels just kicked Snitsky in three seconds, yeah. pinned him, and it was like, who's that guy? Was he in this match? Just like, it, and that was what, 2011, 2012, something like that? Like, it wasn't that long ago. These guys are still wrestling, right? Randy Orton's still in your company. CM Punk's over in AEW, but like these guys are still, it's not like we're talking about Greg the Hammer Valentine. You know what I mean? But this is again where I was talking about earlier. They gave you nothing because they're going to give you the rock. They think, hey, we're going to, we're going to tease you with this Becky Lynch Charlotte thing, which is it real? Is it not? I don't give a fuck either way, but the part of this whole show is the rock. Now I may be wrong. And if I'm wrong, whatever, listen next week. But this points all signs to the rock. Here's even more reason why I think the rock is showing up. They're doing media. Now Becky Lynch is on Stephen Colbert. Uh, Roman Reigns is on Jimmy Fallon. And I watched Roman Reigns on Jimmy Fallon. And you know what Jimmy Fallon brought up? The rock. Hey, hearing rumors that The Rock is going to be at Survivor Series. And Roman Reigns is like, ah, you know, I'm not hearing that. Classic, 
classic WWE. Jimmy Fallon's not going to bring up rumors without the clearance of WWE saying you can ask that question. So again, you're getting all this mediocre vanilla crap because they're banking on you're not going to remember the matches anyhow. You're going to remember when The Rock gave the people's elbow to Roman Reigns. And whether that's fun or not, we'll see. But that's where I think this is all going to is banking on that The Rock is so cool at 51 years old doing raps with Tech 9 that you're going to love it. And we'll see if we love it. Uh, back out to the chat in the YouTube. Devil Vamp says, Becky put Rick on blast and the video with Charlotte and Beck was lit. I don't know if you've seen any of this going on. Like this apparently is an actual thing going on. Yeah. You know so I mean? Becky Lynch. Well, here you go. Again, you got to take things with a grain of salt in uh, this wacky world of pro wrestling because everything can be a work, right? Uh, the interview was done with Ariel Hawani. Ariel Hawani is a wrestling fan. He knows how to play the game of leaning into a story. If it needs to be a story, right? So I don't, this wasn't, you know, the New York times interviewing Becky Lynch and trying to find sources and, you know, things like that. This was Ariel Hawani. Who's a big pro wrestling fan and doing things with BT sports where he's interviewing Paul Heyman. And then he's going to, you know, if he needs to, he'll play along with the Becky Lynch story. So again, it could be real, or it could have been just one little yell that we're blowing out of proportion to make a fun match that we've seen 10,000 times. What, how many matchups of Charlotte versus Becky? Oh, we got? God. 72? Oh, you know, I don't know. I, I think we can look it up. We don't like to fact, fact check, check often. I don't like but, to fact check you know at all. I mean. Yeah. But. So I don't know. Again, I think they're banking on you're going to tune in because. Becky and Charlotte might really fist fight. Hey, it wasn't that long ago that Charlotte punched Nia Jax in the face. Oh, could happen again. But again, you're going to remember The Rock. But at the expense of Big E, that's where I just think, like, what are we doing here? You could do a promo with Roman Reigns and get the same outcome. We don't have to have Big E lose clean to Roman Reigns to make Roman look bigger. And then when I tune in on Monday... I got, you know, Big E jucking and jiving with his pancakes and big smiles acting like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do we got? Yeah. Let's do some I, picks here. All right. All right. Survivor Series is here. Oh, oh, one more thing. Shout out to the chat again. Devil Vamp in the YouTube says Survivor Series needs to be more organic as in like, hey, I'm a leader. Come be on my team. This is why I'm on my team. This is why you're on my team. If you're not on my team, I don't like you, right? Like, yes. I mean, again, if you're if you're doing this as a – I've said the best way they should operate a thing like WWE is. It's a traveling circus fighting industry, right? We should be watching the show as though we're watching a UFC event, but they're also showing us the inner office politics behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much that simple. And if you go from that point – it's not hard to start chopping out real life storylines out of it. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, that is a good idea. Cause one thing that you could easily do with having team versus team is let's say you have a feud between edge and Seth Rollins, right? We had that, uh, for going on for a few months, right? Well, Seth Rollins gets traded to raw. Let's just say edge stayed on SmackDown. 
Well, Seth Rollins is going to be like, hey, this is my one last opportunity to beat Edge's ass. I'm going to get my team. Edge, you get your team. We're meeting at Survivor Series, and I'm going to kick you in the dick. You know what I mean? Like, you could still have teams going after teams on the other show because of the trades, because there still is beef. You know what I mean? So I don't know. It just feels silly that we're just doing my t-shirts better than your t-shirt. Feels a lot like mm-hmm. nationalism, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Really does. I'm, I'm proud of a thing I had no control of. I, I love this thing that I'm standing. Speaking of by. that, following the Twitter tonight from the re- releases, and we discussed Jackson Riker. Nearly every tweet mm. I'm seeing is like, "Fuck that guy! I hope he never gets another job." <laughs> and hey, 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 we're not saying, hey, and no, we I are saying, him. "Fuck that guy." Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. we don't know him, but like. I- I'm not looking for him to join anything either. Yeah. Looking up on WrestlingData.com, oh, Tom, okay. yeah, a Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair feud in history mm-hmm. is close. It's a near tie. Seven draws, 211 wins for Charlotte, and 213 for Becky. No. Yeah. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on, hold, yeah. on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Stop. Everyone calm down. No, hold on. Okay. I'm reading this wrong. Okay. Okay. Cause like they've wrestled. All right. All right. <laughs> 400 times. 213 wins for Becky Lynch includes how many wins she has over Charlotte Flair and how many wins she has with Charlotte Flair. Okay. Okay. So, so that's wins against Charlotte Flair and wins because uh, this is a combining the two. WrestlingData.com is awesome, by the way. You can pick any two wrestlers and see they're kind of like combined, blah, blah, blah. Oh. So against Charlotte Flair and and Becky Lynch, they have six draws between them. Cool. And they have 71 wins for Becky Lynch and 69 lo- or wins for Charlotte. So again, still close. But that's a lot. That's 130, 40 fucking matches between those two that we've seen. It's too much. It's just. I feel like I've seen every fucking one of them. (laughs) Yeah, because the the most iconic moment for Becky Lynch was when she turned heel, but we didn't let her on Charlotte at SummerSlam three years ago. So it wasn't even that long ago that the origins of Becky Lynch started and it was against. Charlotte. So I don't know. It just, it's silly. It's just damn silly, Tim. It's I just tell damn you that silly. Much. But all right. Uh, <clears throat> Devil Vamp is awesome in the chat, by the way. If you're not watching the YouTube, go in and read the chat. You can follow along. Uh, you can respond to other folks in the chat. You should do that. But we're going to keep moving on with this Survivor Series picks. We're going to start as WWE.com. This is what they say the card is as of Thursday, November 18th at 9-11 p.m. Central Standard Time Zone, God's favorite time zone. Indeed. Tom, are you ready? I mean, we'll find out, but probably mm. not. The United States Championship is on the or well, it's not on the line. The United States Champion is taking on the Intercontinental Champion, right? Because it's bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Damian Priest, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I feel like I say they want Damian Priest to look like the winner here. So either he wins or Nakamura wins because Boog cheats and we're standing there like, what the fuck? And then we don't really get a resolution. Damian Priest is like, you guys are assholes. It's one of those two things. Yeah, I'm just going to go Nakamura because I like him. 
Damian I mean, I Priest. like Damien Priest. Damien Priest, friend of the show. Yeah. Punishment Martinez. Mm-hmm. So definitely like him. Um, but I just think Nakamura, because they want to do probably after a match, Boog and Pat McAfee and Nakamura do a fun dance at the. So this is what table. I think. I think they're going to win by heel tactics or whatever, right? Like uh, whatever. And Damien Priest is going to be like, you fuckers. Yeah. Boog. Right. But it looks like Damien Priest should have won. So they, it, yeah. this is that 50-50 booking, right? Yeah. Moral victory yeah. for Damian Priest. Mm-hmm. Boo gets to play the song. Nakamura must pose. Pat McAfee goes ape shit. Yeah, Pat McAfee must dance. Mm-hmm. The Raw Tag Team Champions, RK Bro versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. Usos. It's got to be Usos, right? Because we're building everything in WWE around Roman Reigns right now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and him having one of the longest title reigns, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and then we can also do the can they coexist, which is WWE's favorite storyline. You have Randy Orton and Matt Riddle lose, then on Monday night, well, can they still be champions together? Well, this is due for that. This is due for that because, like, what else are they going to do? We've done every zany like find Matt Riddle shifting through somebody's belongings. Or you know what I mean? Like, what do we do mm-hmm. random here? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, the, speaking of that match, the WWE champion, Big E versus the universal champion, Roman Reigns. What do you think's happening here? Roman Reigns oh. wins. Oh, God damn it. Tim Roman Reigns wins. The Usos get involved. The new so day, get new involved. day gets involved. Yeah. Then Paul the Heyman Usos, gets involved. Yeah. The Usos figure out a way by, you know, Kofi and Xavier Woods are beating up on one of the Usos. The other Uso uh, squirms away. That's how he helps Roman. Big E loses. Roman poses. The Rock comes out. The Usos run up the ramp to get the Rock. Rock takes them all out. Then they stare at each other. And that's what it happens. Fucking. Yeah, it is what happens. Fuck. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. So do we see a work shoot here? Are they going to like try to, you know, they're going to tell them like, hey, if you guys really fight, we're not going to hate it. Yeah, there's going to be one little moment where we go, oh, that's that. That's where it was. That was a little stiff punch. Oh, my God. Slapped her. Really but, slapped her. Yeah. You know who has to stand tall at the end of this? Charlotte Flair. Neither one of them. Because it's going to be the boss, Sasha Banks, has to make her fucking presence felt at a big pay-per-view. She's going to cost one of them the championship, most likely, or not the championship, but the match, most likely Charlotte, because they're both on SmackDown. And then that's when we're going to get, I do these things with my hands. And And I know that they're not. No, here's where it's going to go. Sasha Banks is going to come out. It's going to fuck one of them over because she's siding with the other one. So then it's going to be this two on one, and then the score is evened up. Oh, don't by Bailey. I don't think she's healthy yet. But I mean, how How long? I mean, like, she need a couple months. We build this for a month or two, and god dang it. Now, I know Sasha Banks is doing horse women explode, yeah. But I know Sasha Banks is doing the thing right now with um, getting uh, vaccinated. No, what's oh, yeah, no, she wouldn't do that, would she? Who do I like? It's not Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho's in, in AEW. Who do I like? What's her What's her name? All the tattoos. She hosted Halloween Havoc. I can't think of her name. 
You know what I'm talking about? She has the crazy hair. She was uh, tag partners with Tegan oh, Knox. Oh, oh, oh. Shotzi Blackheart. Shotzi That's her Blackheart. Name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think of her name. Dana Brooke. I everything, I everything <laughs> about her except for her fucking name. Yeah, I know Sasha's doing that stuff with Shotsky, uh, Shotzi, whatever the fucking name is. Um, but yeah, I think Sasha Banks has to make her presence felt at one of the big four because you can't forget about the boobs. And then they wanted to act like they control this place. But, but everybody knows that Sasha Banks is the boss. Mm. I get my That's hands. exactly how that goes down. This is on the outside of my hands. This is on the inside of my hands. Outside She's going to have green outside, hair outside. this time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'm a different character now. You know, I mean uh, business because my hair is yellow. Wow. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown Women's 5-on-5 Traditional Survivor Series Elimination Tournament. We have, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, who we got here? Let's see. <laughs> we got Jesus Christ in this thing? I got him. We have the Monday Night Raw squad will consist of Bianca Belair, WWE Women's Tag Team Champion Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. Oh, we have one half. Of the women's tag team champion, <laughs> the one nah, you sit on the you sit on the sidelines. You're not good enough. Then SmackDown, it? do what? Who's the other? I don't know who the other. Oh, Rhea Ripley and the fucking um the Nikki superhero oh, gimmick. Almost a superhero, Nikki. Almost a superhero. Yeah, because again, we need an odd couple tag team. And they coexist. The it's fun. Oh, the only successful tag teams in WWE anymore are non-tag teams it's zany tim can they coexist new day was a non-tag team because it's three guys right like shield was not tag team because it's three guys odd couple odd couple odd couple randy orton and fucking whatever all right anyway the smackdown team sasha banks shotzi blackheart Shayna baszler natalia and tony storm Aaliyah was going to be in it, but they kicked her out. Okay. Um, so let's eliminate this. Eliminated are going to be Carmella's getting eliminated. Liv yep. Morgan's getting eliminated. Nah, she's feuding with Becky. Mm. She could be the one that wins. Rhea it. Ripley gets eliminated because she's a tag yeah. team champion. Doesn't need that. Yeah. She so we have is. Bianca, Liv Morgan, Queen Zelina, but she'll get eliminated. Yeah, I'm a queen. What the hell happened? So, so on Raw, what's left now while we move to SmackDown is Bianca and Liv Morgan. And mm-hmm. Then on SmackDown, Sasha Banks is not getting eliminated right away. Shotzi's going to get eliminated. Shayna in one of those weird somebody caught him up probably eliminations. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I'm yeah, I'm fucked. I I didn't. Sasha's in this match. Yep. Oh, then she's not going to do the Becky. Yeah, she might. Thing. She still yeah, might. Yeah, I thought. I didn't know she was in this match. Yeah, she's still might. Natalia's going to be the first one eliminated. Tony Storm is going to get eliminated. So we're going to have Sasha against oh, Bianca yeah. and Liv Morgan. Yeah, because you know what we got to do? Mm. We got to do the, oh my God, look around us. It's just me and her. And it's going to be Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Because <gasps> remember at WrestleMania, one time they wrestled. Who will be so the fun. sole survivor? Hello. Yeah, it's going to be Bianca. She's going to overpower her. Bianca's the sole survivor. And there you go. And she's going to be, I'm a, because she's the EST, right? I'm the best. I'm the, yep. 
there you go. Cool. <laughs> I don't right. sound as bad as I, I don't even know. Then let's move watch. to the men's Survivor Series traditional elimination match. Representing Monday Night Raw, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin really? Owens. Mm-hmm. Finn <laughs> Balor, Kevin Owens, Austin Theory, and the uh, almighty Bobby Lashley. The last two were taking the place of Dominic and, or excuse me, Dominic and Rey Mysterio. You know, SmackDown side is Drew McIntyre. Forgot he's a thing. King Woods, Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, and Happy Corbin. Raw. Raw again? Yeah, SmackDown has too many guys that you can just get in and out. Like Sami Zayn and Happy Corbin are going to be eliminated. Well, Drew's going to be the last one. Or he's going to be one of the last two, right, uh, yeah. uh, for their team. It'll come down to Finn Balor and Seth Rollins on Raw and Drew McIntyre on SmackDown. Two on one. Can he overcome the odds? And they're going to team up for one time only. Seth Rollins will, you know, get him out of there. But then he'll turn on Finn to get Finn out of there because he doesn't care. And he's going to be the sole survivor. Ain't I cool? Look at my fun outfit. Seth Rollins? Yeah, Seth so I was saying Seth Rollins was this, and then he brags about being the survivor. No, yes. I, it's probably it's probably him and Finn Balor that win. They win. They beat Drew McIntyre. Seth Rollins out there like I'm the survivor. Blah blah blah. And Finn Balor's like, hey, 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 there you go. We That's survived, and he's like, ah, yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, I forgot you were there. And yeah, then they fucking me. battle up. There you go. Um, wow, this sucks. Um. Devil Vamp says, shoot me in the head with the women's division. It's worse than AEW. <laughs> the AEW women's division, through the process of tournaments, has really built itself up, right? Red Velvet is someone who you could believe would be the TBS champion. Obviously, you got the woman made out of granite, uh, Jade Cargill. You still got Nyla Rose. You got Sheeta. You got Serena Deeb. You got Britt Baker. You got her friend, Jamie Hayter. Yeah, AEW's women's division. I know six months ago, we were like, this is bullshit. What's going to happen? But now you could legitimately do Jade Cargill as your TBS champion going up against Red Velvet because she wants revenge. And then you can do Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. How much fun was that the last time? And here's the thing. AEW doesn't do rematches a ton, right? Like, it's not as if they're... Every week, it's going to be another way that we're going to do this one match. So that's why I'm excited for the rematch of Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Because on Dynamite or Rampage, one of the shows, they're doing Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa. And that's where I think we're going to get the start of Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. And Thunder Rosa's taco vlog. It's it so cool. She came to Kansas City right down the street from me. Uh, 1030 in the morning, her and... Uh, Eve Luno uh, having tacos. How great uh, is that? By the way, Kansas City, Kansas is one of the like a premier fucking taco spot in the world. Come on. Come yeah. on. Yeah. You know yeah, what? Yeah. 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 Kansas All right. City. Well, shit, man. I don't know what else you got. You know, if you got anything else, shout out to everybody that's been in on the chat. Devil Vamp, Katie, Muhammad. Um, and this is why it. you got to join us live on the YouTube stream, because you never know what we're going to talk about. We just talked about breaking news with releases of. Uh, hit row and John. Not sure if we lost Tom there. He kind of froze up. So I will 
keep us going. This is all we've got left for the show. We appreciate everybody being on here. This was a fun experience, and we hope to see you next week right here on the next edition of the Spanish Announce Table. The Spanish Announce Table.